Hello, all you wonderful people, and welcome back to the F1 Debrief Podcast. It is great to have all you guys back. If you're listening, thank you very much. Uh, so today, we're going to be talking about Daniel Ricardo and where the heck he's going to end up next year. Um, so I don't know if I mentioned this in my last podcast. I probably didn't. I think this was news after uh, everything that had happened with the Alpine stuff. Um, but since the Alpine drama and, uh, Oscar Piastri, um, apparently McLaren kind of stated that they don't really want Daniel to drive next year and that Oscar has been, I think, in contact with McLaren and hoping that he can get some sort of deal next year. Um, so this leads a lot of just like people wondering now what the heck's going to happen to Daniel Ricardo. I feel super bad for him. I'm not going to lie because I feel like the same thing that happened with Red Bull is happening with McLaren. I feel like, well, I I think it's a little different because Red Bull, he felt all of the resources were going to max, uh, which I think he also agrees with McLaren. Um, All the resources are going to Lando Norris. But I think McLaren is being more open and wordly about not wanting Daniel in the seat next year. So, the only problem with that is Daniel is contract in his contract. He's, you know, he's able to race for the 2023 season, but now it's the whole thing is, does, is Daniel going to go against that and be like, no, like, you know, screw you all, all you guys like I am going to race for you guys next year and you're just going to have to deal with it. Or is he going to somehow get out of this contract? So, So who knows what's going to happen with Daniel's contract next year. Um, but it, it's a real conversation to have on, you know, what's going to happen and if we're going to hear anything in the summer break. So I think we're, you know, a week into it. We've got, I believe, three weeks left of it. And um, just I've been trying to keep updated on all the new information to see if there's been any news regarding it. Um, and with the Alpine stuff, there has been no news about Oscar's contract and Alpine still has all their statements out saying Oscar is driving for us next year. So it's really interesting and just kind of a whole confusing Formula One, uh, Formula One world. They're calling it a uh, Formula Silly season and it's definitely uh, turning out like that because there's just a whole bunch of drama and silly nonsense going on. But, uh, you know... I want to talk about Daniel's options next year if he does not drive for McLaren. So let's say we'll go with this theoretical theory. If Oscar does end up getting the seat at McLaren, then that leaves Alpine open. But there are also four other teams that may have a potential spot open next year. That's Alpha Tauri with Yuki Sonoda. His contract ex- expires this year. We have um, Alfa Romeo with uh, Zhou Guan Yu. His contract expires this year. We've got Williams with Nicholas Latifi. His contract expires this year. And it's looking like he's not going to come back next year. And then we've got um, Haas with Mick Schumacher. Um, His contract also expires this year. So we've got, you know, Alfa Tauri, Haas, um, Alfa Romeo, 
and Williams with the four open spots. And then this also leaves Alpine, obviously, if Oscar doesn't drive for them. So I think if Daniel could snag a spot at Alpine, that would be his best his best option because Alpine is currently in the midfield fight with McLaren. I think I think they're just behind McLaren in terms of like I feel like well it, it, I feel like it's a very it's a toss up. Like some weekends Alpine's better, some weekends McLaren better, but they're definitely still in the fight. And if this translates to next year, I think if Daniel still wants to be in a good car, he definitely would want to try to get within the Alpine uh, program. The only problem with this is, if you guys don't remember, he left Alpine two years ago. I, I think in the 2020 season, that was his last season with them. He left uh, was Renault. He left Renault, and it didn't. He didn't leave in a very good spot. I know it was. I think very shocking to them. They had. I think started finally doing well, and he won a race with them. Um, and it looked like it was it was going on the uphill, and then they got the shocking news that Daniel was going to leave for McLaren, and I don't think that relationship ended super well. So it's it's tough because if they can somehow fix that relationship and you know kind of make amends, at least Daniel you know says he's sorry or you know somehow works his magic, I think. Alpine would be the best best car to go to if he does not get his McLaren seat. But then it's like you have to think about does Daniel want to be in a worse car trying to race an F1? That's does he want to even race an F1 anymore after this? Is he done with it? Is he done with the politics and all that? Does he want to race in other motorsport? Because I could definitely see him doing kind of maybe some motocross or you know maybe even nascar he's a big fan of nascar so it's 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 really tough to see but i know daniel ricardo has been such an influence in the past i think five years on the f1 fan world because especially with the drive to survive series i think most drive to survive fans instantly fell in love with daniel ricardo and consider them a fan of him because he was just, he was the happy, upbeat guy, you know, always laughing, always joking with a smile. And he just, he made a big, you know, he was a big role in that series and that translated on the track. And then, you know, the people that watched the show, they're like, you know, I actually kind of want to watch a sport in real life. And then obviously they, they say, oh, I know that driver, that's Daniel. So and they just gravitate towards it and watch Daniel. And, you know, I think Daniel's just, he's a good guy and he brings the energy you think of Formula One. You know, when you think of Formula One, I think of Daniel Ricciardo and, you know, he's he's got that happy energy and happy vibes and, you know, but he's also got that really serious side of him of wanting to do well in the car and wanting to, you know, maximize the performance out of it. Uh, unfortunately, he just, he has not been able to do that with the McLaren whatsoever. You know, every few times... Um, you know, of course, he got the race one in Monza last year, but besides that, that was about it. Um, it was he just he has not been showing up in pure pace form, and Lando has been out competing him, um, I think, almost every race. And it brings in a question Has Daniel kind of lost his racecraft? Are these younger drivers better than him just overall, or is you know? 
just Daniel having an off season. You know, I I think we all know that Daniel does have he's got a great talent um, for the sport, and he you know he deserves to be here. But there's just something not gelling with the McLaren car that is allowing him to really thrive and show his talents. So I think it'll be really interesting on where Daniel will go because then, you know, you got to think of the other teams, Haas, Avatari, Alfa Romeo, and Williams. You know, so I, th- I, I think when we're speaking about Alfa Romeo, I, I think that driver pairing will stay. Obviously, we got Valtteri with the multi-year contract. I think Joe has kind of shown himself and he's been getting points. You know, he is still a rookie, so it's expected that he's not, um, you know, on the super peak of his game. But I think he's definitely shown potential and that he can get there and that he's, you know, he's been able to get points in his first season. So I I think the Alfa Romeo spot can definitely um, be snagged. Uh, or uh, <laughs> I mean, the Alfa Romeo spot for Joe will he'll he'll stay for another year, if not get a multi-year contract. I think um, he's doing really well for them right now, and I think he's just going to improve. And then we've got the Haas. So you know we've got Kevin Magnussen; he's got the multi-year contract, but then Mick Schumacher he doesn't. And I think this is changing now. He's he's definitely showing up and. Um, showing that he can score points and he can do good for the team. I think it would still be good to have that Schumacher name in Haas. Um, but who knows what they're what they're thinking or what's going on. And if Daniel's a free agent, they might want to try to snag him in the car. Obviously, he's got race experience, um, and he might be able to score more points than Mick can. So you know, I feel like Mick's seats, you know, still a little on ice, and it could go either way. Um, and then we've got the Williams with. Alex Albon signing the, the the new multi-year contract, and unfortunately, I think we all think Nicholas Latifi is gone next year. If he's not, I think that will honestly be one of the biggest shocks of the 2022 season. So that will be really interesting, and I think honestly kind of funny. You know, um, but there have been reports that they think Nick DeVries might take it or there might be another young driver or, you know, Nico Hulkenberg has been back in the, in the talking of it. So, you know, there's, there's definitely options for Daniel to go to. I um, mean, and of course the Alpha Tauri and I, I don't think Daniel should take the Alpha Tauri spot. I think, I think it'd just be worse for him to go back into the Red Bull program and now be in the second car. And I think that would drive him nuts. So I, I don't think, I really don't think Alpha Tower would be a suitable option for Daniel. Um, but who knows? You know, I'm hoping we'll get some sort of confirmation within these next few weeks because there's going to have to be something contractual for Daniel to get out of it. You know, they're going to have to go to some, I know there's some board that they go to and they, they're going to they're gonna talk it out with the contracts because Obviously, Alpine's saying, like, hey, we've got this contract with Oscar Piastri until the 2023 or 24 season. So we're contract, uh, we're obligated, or not obligated, but they're able to keep him on the team and keep him in the program until the the date that he said he can stay till. And obviously with Daniel, he's got the contract till 2023. So there's going to either need to be some sort of trade you know, with contracts or McLaren's going to have to buy out Daniel or Alpine's going to, or Oscar, there's, there's going to be something crazy. And hopefully we're going to find out soon. Um, 
it's driving me nuts. I just I want to get more information. Um, so hopefully some team comes out with something because if not, we're just going to be waiting on the edge of our feet and toes on what the heck's going to happen. Um, so that's my two cents on it. Curious to know what you guys think about it. Um, you know, where do you think Daniel will go? Do you think he stays in McLaren or do you think he goes to Alpine or another seat? Let me know in the comments below. Um, so that's going to do it for this episode. If you guys enjoyed Please like and follow and give the podcast a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Again, much appreciated for you guys listening. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to post some more summer content. Um, slowly but surely, we'll be back with more Formula One content and race debriefs and uh, qualifying debriefs. So thanks again for listening, guys, and I will see you in the next podcast. Peace.